Welcome and welcome back to the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast hosted by myself, Marie Groover, founder of The Corporate Psychic and Essential Teams, two businesses that are here to amplify your life's work through your truest self. And we are here on this podcast to transcend our experience through our lived experience, which for many of us is within the 9 to 5 or business or both. Today's episode is about a particular belief that many of us hold that may be holding us back. Together, we examine what it means to be a good person and if that's even necessary to get the things that we want in life. Sounds controversial, but I assure you it is not. Keep listening and don't forget to share this episode with your favorite human. One of my all-time favorite poems is written by Mary Oliver. And the very first line is, you do not have to be good. I remember the first time I read this poem, how deeply that first line hit me. I remember feeling it land somewhere inside of my body and something in me changed. At the time, I didn't know why it touched me so deeply. You do not have to be good. I'm going to read the whole poem for you. And then I want to come back to this line. You do not have to be good. And talk about a very common belief that we hold, how it may affect us and the way we live, how it may lead us into self-sabotage, and what the key is to releasing some of the most insidious beliefs that we hold effectively. This episode is starting with poetry, but it's not about poetry. It's actually about the things that we believe and how they inform the quality of our lives. But first, the poem. The poem is called Wild Geese. And again, it's by Mary Oliver. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Mary Oliver is a wise woman and a beautiful, profound poet. Again, this episode is absolutely not about breaking down this poem, but I want to start us off by drawing from it, from this wisdom. You do not have to be good. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. These two lines are profound because they tell us how to live and at the same time, what stops us from living, from really living our lives and pursuing a life and work that matters. And it's this, 
It's the belief that we have to be good. This belief keeps us in line, socially speaking. Like it's not a bad belief to have, and yet it can keep us small. It can keep us from seeing and knowing and accepting and being with who we really are for fear, by the way, that who we really are is not good or even bad. And what I'm suggesting actually is that neither is true. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that humans are inherently good or evil? Think about it for a second and answer it in your mind. I don't know if you've been asked this question, but as a former philosophy major, we definitely threw this one around. And it's actually a really important question to ponder because it informs a core belief. And this core belief shapes so many other beliefs that we hold in and about the world and about the people within it, with with which we share the world and about ourselves, obviously, of course. (laughs) If we believe humans are inherently good, aka born good or pure or morally right in some way, then we likely believe about ourselves that we are good. Like, If you believe babies are born good, then you believe that you yourself are good because you are human and that is your default state. Likely, you will also extend a little bit more grace to your fellow humans because you may naturally assume assume positive intent or believe that deep down they're good. Or you might believe that you are maybe not so good because of the way you grew up or your worldly experiences maybe changed your good standing. Or you maybe believe that humans are inherently evil or bad. That would change everything, right? If you believe that humans are born evil, then maybe you believe that's it. We are fucked. (laughs) Everything is fucked. There's no point in trying to be good, whatever. Or You might believe that humans are inherently evil, but that there is virtue in working to be good. Or you might believe that humans were born good, but the world is full of evil, and so humans are tainted, and then we have to work to be good again. Whatever you believe, this one is significant to know. It's pretty helpful to know where it comes from as well, but it's really important to know where you stand on this. What do you believe about this? And then for you to decide if you want to keep believing it or if you want to change your mind. Because, like I said, it informs a lot of things like the way you think every single day and the way you feel every single day and the way you behave in your life every single day. And if you can become aware of what you believe on a core level and aware of how it informs your thoughts and your actions, whew. You are on the fast track to true personal development and mental liberation. Now, this episode is not going to tell you what to believe, by the way. Like, um, I'm going to share with you what I believe, what I've decided to believe, the stance that I've decided to take and why, but I'm definitely not going to try to persuade you into anything. So what I would say is, as always, take what serves, leave the rest. I am no guru. But I am a life coach, so if you're wrestling with some of these things or if you want to be wrestling with some of these things, hit me up. (laughs) I've got your back. And in that, 
I will still never tell you what to believe. I will only ever help you find within yourself what most serves you. Okay, so are humans inherently good or evil? I think neither, or both, whatever, but it's not one or the other. Humans can be good and humans can be bad, and this is honestly very subjective depending on what our definitions for each are. What does it mean to be good? What does it mean to be bad? Depends, right? Yet, 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 (laughs) there has been a story that was incepted within many of us, which is that humans are supposed to be good and that if we are good, good things will happen to us. That if we are good, life will be good. Another question, who profits from this story? Where did it originate? I'm not going to answer these questions, but I highly encourage anyone who feels the call to go find the answers because the answers might change the way you choose to think. So let me back up. Why is any of this important? (laughs) It's this, our beliefs inform and shape our thoughts. Our thoughts inform and shape our feelings and our emotions. Our feelings and our emotions inform and shape our actions. And our actions are what produce material outcomes in the world. If you want to change something around you, external to you, material or physical in your life, a little hack to doing so and doing so at the fastest possible rate is to examine your core beliefs and decide very wisely what you want them to be and then to work through that entire process of choosing the thoughts and the feelings so that your actions can be in alignment with that with whatever you choose to believe this is like the key to manifestation as well by the way little side note So if you believe that people are supposed to be good and that if we are good, we will get the results that we seek, then you will likely feel guilty or shameful when you do something that maybe doesn't seem in alignment with what you seek. You might also feel an impending sense of doom when you're not being your best self or the the self that you think you have to be to be your best self or putting forth your best efforts, not according to your standards, but maybe according to someone else's standards. Because in this context, I'm talking about being good as in not just morally right or virtuous, but being good in the context of what whatever it is that you're reaching for and equating that also with being morally right or virtuous. We all have an idea of what good looks like in different scenarios. So to be a good student, for example, to be a good teacher, to be a good parent, to be a good entrepreneur. We all have working definitions for what these things mean in our heads. I don't even have to say them. So when we do something that is, quote, not good for the category in which we are working or being, we might think things like, I'm never going to get where I want to go, which will produce more thoughts like, why even try? Might as well quit now. This doesn't matter anyways which will produce feelings like worthlessness, lack of motivation, depletion, anxiety, guilt, shame, indifference, judgment. 
which will result in ineffective actions, no actions, or lifeless actions, which will probably not result in the thing that we're working toward. By the way, it's important for me to mention that we started this conversation with uh, the belief that we are supposed to be good. I added to that a condition that if we are good, good things will happen to us. I did this because one, it's a long-standing subconscious belief of my own, so I figured I can't be alone in this. And two, it's a conditional belief that has definitely been argued for uh, within our culture and society, shaping our culture and society, at least here in the United States. I'm reading this book right now called Bullshit Jobs, which has entirely nothing to do with this. <laughs> but there's a little section in the book where the author talks about conservative moralists who argue that homeless people are homeless because they have not been good people i.e. they have taken too many drugs and got carried away, lost their homes gambling, cheated on their wives and blew their lives up, are alcoholics, can't keep their shit together, etc., etc., etc. Homelessness was not the main topic of the book, but he used this as an example to demonstrate causality or causation, aka why things happen. And he was talking about how when we look at why things happen, we have to look at this from three levels. One, from the individual level, so why the person did what they did or experienced what they experienced. Two, the social and economic levels, aka what are the larger forces at play. And three, the cultural and political levels, aka what does society and culture think about the thing and why is society and culture doing or not doing something about it. My point and that little side blurb is that we, as a culture, do buy into a collective belief, many actually, or in the very least, it is demonstrated to us and argued on behalf of us that we have to be good in order for good things to happen, i.e., if we are a good homeowner, we will not be homeless. This theory is maybe true but only on an individual level and not necessarily when it comes to social and economic conditions or cultural and political levels or, I don't know, world disasters, aka those larger forces that which shape them. I want you to think about this. When you see a misfortune befall another person, do you ever, ever have the thought that they should have done something differently? And if they had, they wouldn't be in that position. If you have, even just once, had that thought, then you too subscribe to this belief, at least on some levels. That when we do right, right is the result for us. That when we are good, good things happen to us. That if we do all the right things, we're going to get all the right results. Which probably means that when bad things happen to you, you feel guilty or shameful, or like it's somehow your fault. And I want to ask you this, who profits from you thinking this way? Now, I want to talk about my experience with this belief and how it has informed self-sabotage in my life and in my work. I grew up in church, and this is definitely a story. So if you are good, good things happen to us. You, when you are good, good things happen to you is a story that is 
for sure delivered in religious organizations that we are supposed to be good and that when we are good, good things happen to us. When we are bad, we are punished. Bad things happen to us. I'm going to explicitly say that while I no longer buy the story or belief, I do not think the intentions behind it are malicious necessarily, nor am I talking shit about church or religious organizations. I am 100% not doing that. I am simply saying that this is one place where I received this belief and integrated this belief into my being from a very early age. I say this because most of our core beliefs are not formed when we are adults, but when we are children. And many of them are subconscious, and many of them we don't even know where they began. This is why, by the way, I think everyone should study philosophy because it teaches you how to think for yourself and to reflect and examine what has been given to you. But it's also why I believe everyone could benefit from coaching and personal development because when you reflect and become aware of your thoughts and feelings and beliefs, you truly become a master of your life and lived experience and you stop being a victim of your circumstance. Anyways, I was taught from an early age that when you are good, good things happen to you. And this belief has been permeating through my being ever since. And then 2022 hit me with an alcoholic partner who needed to go to rehab, a sick family member who was dying and then did die, other family members who died who I couldn't even show up for, a horrible breakup, lots of canceled travel, a cancer scare, my mom who was unwell, and probably more that I've completely blacked out of my memory at this point. (laughs) And when all of these things happened to me, they were all out of my control, completely out of my control. For the first time in my life, I had to reckon with a lot of bullshit that I previously subscribed to, this belief being one of them, because I had done nothing wrong. I was at my peak in purity. (laughs) I had been doing the work for years. I was living in total integrity. I was giving all of myself to everything I had at all moments. I was being fiscally responsible. I was being a good friend. I was being a good daughter, a good neighbor, a good random stranger, a good business owner, a good coach, et cetera, et cetera. You name the role I was playing in my life and you could have examined me and been like, wow, she is fucking on point. (laughs) And I was happy and I was fulfilled. And all of these terrible things, they were absolutely not my fault. And yet I wondered, what had I done? What else could be coming? I thought, hmm, I must be missing something. If I just do X, Y, Z, these better things will happen. And time after time of shitty event followed by shitty event that I could not predict that had nothing to do with me, I kept being baffled. Like, actually, I couldn't explain it. This belief that I had, if you are good, good things happen to you. It just like, it wasn't holding up anymore. And over the course of this last year, 2022 into 2023, I learned three things that I want to share with you. Number one. The world is actually not conditional. Many things that exist within the world are conditional, like man-made things, like processes, policies, the legal system, etc. 
but your existence, my existence, is not conditional. If a polar bear does all the right things, hunts in all the right places, uses all the best techniques, remains flexible in practice, sure, their chances of survival go up. Like I imagine when there is an abundance of food sources, they probably do better than all the other polar bears who like maybe don't know how to hunt as well. So maybe they're a little fatter. But when there is no food, there is no food which goes to say that existence is not conditional at the individual level, at least. And survival is not guaranteed. You can do all the right things and something terrible can still happen to you. You might not make it out alive. The second thing I learned is you do not have to be good (laughs) because the world is not conditional. You can be good. I'm absolutely not saying that you shouldn't be good, but I am saying that you don't have to. So you can also just like let the pressure off a little bit. And the third thing that I learned is that it's easier to believe that you have to be good and that the world is conditional than to believe anything else. That is, it's easier to believe that you are good. If you are good, good things will happen to you than it is to accept that your survival or your success is not a promise or a guarantee because then you are left with uncertainty and uncertainty is insecurity. So when you believe that if you are good, then good things will happen, what you are ultimately, probably if you are like me, (laughs) doing is sourcing security and safety through some semblance of knowledge or certainty. And this is where I want to talk about how smart and brilliant and amazing we are as human beings. We as human beings are so smart and so brilliant at getting our needs met, our most basic needs, that we will sabotage ourselves to stay comfortable. By this, I mean, if we believe something, that is actually not serving us, like for me, that I have to be good or else, (laughs) we are believing it for a reason. We get something out of it. And likely society or other people also benefit as well, right? So the key when we find things that we've been holding on to for a long, long time that no longer serve us is not to just release the thing The key is to understand what we are getting out of keeping it. And in the case of the belief, if you are good, good things will happen to you. If you are like me, believing this provides a sense of security and safety and mm, identity and validation. That is, if you are like me, You are sourcing safety and security and a little bit of identity and maybe validation from this belief itself. Maybe even entitlement, actually. Entitlement's a really good one. If you are good, good things will happen to you. You deserve good things to happen to you, right? And so anything that threatens those things that we're sourcing, the mind is automatically going to reject, 
because safety and security are basic needs for the body, for the mind, for being alive on a very animalistic level. On top of that, if we're sourcing, say, identity or entitlement, these things breed connection and hierarchy in our minds with other people, right? Like in society. And so it's serving us. And again, when that is threatened, the mind is like, no, 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 no. So if you want to let go of a limiting belief, this one or a different one, you have to first understand what you are sourcing from it, aka how it benefits you, and then find something else to source that thing. Otherwise, this belief will keep showing up in your thoughts, in your emotions, and in your actions, and it will feel like it's benefiting you much of the time, but it will also harm you or lead you to self-sabotage in many times as well. An example would be this. When I feel like I'm not good at something, I then feel like I won't be able to be successful with it. And then I feel worthless or anxious, and then I usually quit. And this is because I'm secretly believing that success is only for the people who are good or good at the thing that they do. And if you're like, nodding your head and thinking, yeah, but that's true. (laughs) I want to remind you that there are hundreds of successful as fuck companies out there with shit products that are absolutely not good, both morally and on a basic goodness of work or product level, but that we buy from on a regular basis. And if you're like, no way, I don't buy shit products or from shitty people, check yourself. With that, there are hundreds or even thousands of amazing businesses and humans and products that are truly the best that we don't even know about. Not because they're not good or don't deserve it or because the world is unfair. No, because it just is. And because there is more than just the individual level to consider when we are looking at why things are the way they are. It is not just up to individual circumstances of one human or one business. It is also not just up to individual effort of one human or one business. It's not all on you. You are not personally accountable for every circumstance in your life. A business or sports team is not entirely accountable for its success or failure. There are greater forces at play, like social and economical ones, like cultural and political ones, like natural ones, natural disasters, pandemics, etc. So when you think, I'm not good at this, I should just quit, it doesn't matter anyways. Ask yourself if you're buying into some condition that you have to be good we're good at something, to have fun, to enjoy it, to experience joy, to be successful, to have whatever it is that you're seeking on a material level, we all fall into this trap. There are so many coaches and businesses out there who are successful in part because they are selling the thing or the framework or the process that is going to change your life. And they are successful not because they are good or because they have all the answers. They are successful in part because people like you and I believe that if we just have this thing or know this way or understand this process or work at this skill, that we will be good. And that when we are good, 
we will be successful or rich or famous or happy or fulfilled or whatever. That when we meet X requirements, we will get Y result. Is that really true? And how insidious is this belief throughout your life and lived experience? Where has it benefited you? And where has it held you back? You do not have to be good. You just have to let the soft body of your animal love what it loves. And if you're too busy trying to be good, you might not even know what your soft-bodied animal, what you actually love or desire even is. So stop trying to be good and let yourself be. See what happens when you rest in the uncertainty of existence, in life, in work, in business, in love. You can do everything right and still experience devastation. So what is worth it anyways? What is worth doing simply because you want to? Who do you want to be? Not because it will secure you, but because you feel yourself come alive. For good measure, I'll read to you this poem one more time. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese, high in the clean blue air, are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Wherever you are, I see you. I am honoring you. I am so proud of you. And if you're seeking support in this existence to be successful, rich, happy, fulfilled, whole, or just you in your career or business, I have two spots opening for one-on-one coaching in September. If my podcast resonates with you, you would probably benefit and enjoy working together with me but I do have to say that in my coaching, I'm not giving you any answers. I will never tell you what's right or what to believe. I will never tell you the quote way, but I will give you tools that will help you pave the way, your way, and so much support for every bit of what you find. Email me for the deets or to get on a future wait list. I do suspect spots will fill soon. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Spiritual 9 to 5 podcast hosted by myself, Marie Groover of The Corporate Psychic and Essential Teams, two businesses that are here to help you, the real you, shine within your lived experience and through your life's work. If this episode or podcast resonates with you, please share it with even one person 
who you think would receive value or acknowledgement through it. It means the world to me, and it matters so much more than you know on a tangible level as well. Thank you again, and have the best day.